I'm Jamalyn Steffen, and this is Want to Want It, episode number 23, All or Nothing Thinking. Welcome to Want to Want It, a podcast for women of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who are ready to ignite not only their sexual desire, but all of their desires to create a more fulfilling life and marriage. I'm Jamalyn Steffen. I'm a certified life coach, a wife, and a mother of seven children. I'm excited to share my personal journey to desire with you and teach you how to desire more as well. Hello and welcome to the podcast today. It's so good to have you here. I'm excited to share with you my thoughts about all or nothing thinking. And the reason that I'm excited is just this morning I found myself caught in some of this all or nothing thinking. Or another way that some people say it is, black and white thinking. And I think this gets a lot of us caught in a trap and I want to talk about it today. So all or nothing thinking is just a faulty thought pattern that makes us more prone to negative thoughts or negative conclusions. So it's very polarizing about situations or people, experiences, or the choices that we're making. So it's kind of like Everything is either good or bad, and it really leaves no room for a balanced perspective. Because when we give into this type of thinking, we're essentially saying that there's really only two options. It's success or failure, good, bad, right, or wrong. When in reality, most of us spend our time in between those two extremes. So what are some examples of all or nothing thinking? I think all of us probably could come up with some ideas. Often when you're using the words always, never, should and shouldn't, you never help out around here, or you're always late, or you shouldn't eat that kind of food. I'm never reliable. Those kind of thoughts are all or nothing thinking, very black and white thinking. Another example of an all or nothing thought pattern is having a hard time seeing the positive in a situation. Everything is always terrible. The day was so awful. I'm such a horrible person. Life is so bad. It's You're just always kind of seeing the extreme negative without any airtime for the positive. You're also going to look at the downside, even things that are good opportunities or could be thought of as a good opportunity. So Maybe you've been invited to go on a girls weekend with your sisters and you think to yourself, I'd really like to go, but there's so much work to get ready and my kids are always so miserable without me. And when I get home, it's just so much work to get back into things. It's, it's that only seeing the negative that could come from something really positive. Another way that all or nothing thinking can really show up in our lives is our unwillingness to do something unless we feel confident that we can do it perfectly. You know, it's, it's, we're not even going to try unless we can do it perfectly. That's a sign that you're in all or nothing thinking. Small mistakes also can feel like total failure. Like I'm not a good parent because I can't get my kids to their appointments on time. Or, you know, they're never going to talk to me again because I said that thing I shouldn't have said. You know, something that really isn't that big of a deal, but you feel like a total failure for it. This is a sign that you're caught in all or nothing thinking. And, you know, that person is a good person. That person's a bad person, or I'm a good person or a bad person. That's the all or nothing thinking. Now, who gets caught in the trap of all or nothing thinking? Most of us do, because it's very human to 
have times when we have that all or nothing thinking. And it might not be about everything in our lives, but it can be about certain things. And often it can be about ourselves. Perfectionists, those are people who really have all or nothing thinking. It has to be this way. And I can't enjoy it if it's not perfect, right? Perfectionists are very all or nothing. People who are maybe struggling with their mood, feeling down about something, they have an easier time of getting caught in that black or white thinking. You know, my whole life is terrible. I've always been such a failure, that kind of thinking. Or people who have that victim mentality, like I've talked about before in other podcasts, right? That victim mentality, they often get into that all or nothing thinking because they have this belief that bad things are always going to happen to them and that there's nothing they can do to change it. So these are people that are going to be really prone to all or nothing thinking. But the reality is, is if you're human, you probably get caught in this trap more than you think. So if most of us do it, why is all or nothing thinking not very helpful? Why do we want to get out of this trap? And one reason is, is it's because all or nothing thinking can become a way for us to not act, right? Just like I said before, if I can't do it perfectly, I'm not going to do it at all. We refuse to begin because we worry that we're going to fail. And I used to get caught in this so much. Again, that perfectionist trait, if I can't do it perfectly. And if there's even a chance I'm going to fail and not do it well, I don't want to do it. But that all or nothing thinking just reinforces the idea that perfection is the goal instead of living a full human life. When we get to that all or nothing, it's like if it can't be perfect, then it can't be anything. That gets us caught back up in the idea that perfection is the goal. And it's not. It's about progress. It's about experiencing life fully. So when we get caught in this all or nothing thinking and we're not acting, it can be frustrating at some level. But it also can be a little relieving, right? It's now I don't have to do that uncomfortable, vulnerable thing anymore because, you know, I can't do it perfectly. So you have to watch how you can be using all or nothing thinking as your reason for avoiding things that are uncomfortable or stretching, but would actually benefit you. I know for years I avoided regular exercise because I had it in my mind that I needed a half an hour and that it had to be super hard to make it worth it. But the truth was, I didn't want to exercise for 30 minutes and I didn't want to feel like I was dying the whole time. But my all or nothing thinking, this big ideal that I'd set for exercise became my greatest excuse not to exercise. Sometimes we take these all or nothing ideas. It's good or bad, right or wrong, perfect or terrible, success or failure. But because we are so imperfect, we often only see the side of bad wrong, failure, terrible. And this leads to low self-esteem because we see ourselves as always the negative and we just ignore the good and the good things that we've done. It's so easy to believe the negative thoughts because we have so much proof, right? There's so much evidence that we aren't doing it right. Like if we were better, if we'd done it better, if we'd made the better choice, we wouldn't have this problem. So we have all this evidence and it creates this focus on the imperfect and it really is devastating to our self-esteem. So of course, it's going to decrease our confidence in ourselves because we don't trust ourselves to make good decisions. And then we don't trust ourselves to be kind to us when we maybe quote unquote, don't get things right. We know ourselves and we 
understand that we're going to totally ignore any of the good that we've done and beat ourselves up for the bad. And so our self-confidence, our self-esteem, our trust in ourselves all get impacted by this all or nothing thinking. And I can be this way. I know many of you can be this way. I've gone into someone's home and they painted a room and I tell them how amazing it looks, but all they can point out are the flaws and the mistakes. And do you see here that I didn't quite get this sanded right? And their all or nothing mentality just will never let them take credit for what is good because they know it's not perfect. And this leads to another reason that all or nothing thinking is unhelpful, and that is the lack of self-compassion. There is no room for error in black and white thinking. So it's very difficult to be kind to yourself or to even have reasonable expectations of yourself when it's all or nothing. And this leads back to the idea of compassion for others because we tend to have the same unrealistic expectations of other people's behavior as our own. And I totally get caught in this. I'll be going out for the evening and I'll ask the kids to have the kitchen clean when I get home. Like, please have the kitchen clean when I get home. And I get home and the kitchen's not clean. It's sort of clean. There's been something done, but it's kind of what I would call a half job. It's not all done. But my problem is, is that I completely ignore what they've done and totally focus on what they did not do. So then I'm mad because they haven't done it all the way. And I have this expectation that they're going to do it all the way. And so I'm storming around the kitchen, threatening them seriously, totally out of whack, but no ability to actually give credit for what they did do while still stating the expectation or having them come and finish the job, I just get so upset because I'm focusing so much on what is not done. When we have all or nothing thinking, it really increases anxiety because we never really know how we should act because we believe that what we're going to do or decide is either right or wrong and we're so afraid that we're going to end up choosing the wrong thing. Now, I talked a lot about this on my Indecision podcast because all or nothing thinking keeps us in indecision. It keeps us believing the lie that there is a right or wrong decision. And if we make the wrong decision, our happiness is all over. And so it's very anxiety driven. So it keeps our anxiety so amped up. Another thing that happens with all or nothing thinking is we give up easily. So let's say that you set a goal that you want to keep you mess up. You don't keep it. You haven't done exactly what you said you were going to do. When you have all or nothing thinking, you'll probably just quit. I think about on fast Sunday, and for those of you who are not members of my faith, once a month, we fast for 24 hours. And sometimes I'll forget that I'm fasting and take a drink of water or grab a bite of something and then remember, oh, I'm fasting. And it's just so easy in that moment to be like, well, I ruined it. It's all done. So might as well just stop fasting and start eating. So all or nothing thinking can cause us to give up really easily. Or maybe you have something that you want to do daily. And if you miss it while well, you're like, that's that. I guess it's not something that I do. So I remember my cousin selling me a facial regime. You have this thing you wash your face with and then you use the toner and then you have the cream and there's one for the day and one for the night. And then you have your eye cream and I had never in my life had this, but I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. I want to take care of my skin. That's great. But I found the regime so difficult to be consistent with. And 
found it so frustrating at night when I would be so tired and I just wanted to get into my bed. It was all I could do to brush my teeth. I didn't want to have to wash my face and tone my face and put the lotion on. And I just felt like it was so frustrating. And so I would start missing some of the days of doing my face cream. And my all or nothing thinking started to tell me, you should probably stop doing this. You're not doing it consistently. You should probably stop. And I think a lot of us can get caught in this, right? We set this goal or we want to do this thing consistently. And as soon as we miss once, we're like, well, it's all over. I failed. My husband and I have tried to have weekly dates with our kids. So Tuesday night is set aside as date night. And every week, a new kid gets a date. So hopefully throughout the year, they're getting, you know, eight to 10 dates. And we really, really wanted to be consistent with this because we felt like it was an opportunity to be alone with this child, for them to tell us kind of what was happening in their life and for us to show them a little extra attention. But we found it really hard to do it every week because something would come up. There'd be a church meeting that would come up. My husband would end up at the hospital on call and this kid would have a basketball game and this kid needed to go here. And it just felt like it was really hard to be really consistent. And my all or nothing thinking wanted to be like, take that off your calendar. You're never going to do it. So how can we get ourselves out of the all or nothing thinking? Obviously, we first need to recognize that we're even having it. Watch for those words, the always, the never, the shoulds, the shouldn'ts, the idea that there is a right or a wrong. Just watch, just start to be more aware of where you feel like you have all or nothing thinking. Another really useful thing to do is to start to use the word and instead of or. So when we're in all or nothing thinking, we think that there's only two options, all or nothing, right? Black or white. But if you think of it more as a continuum or like between black and white, all the shades that run between those two extremes. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be and. So I think most of us have a consistent all or nothing that we use to beat up ourselves with. Mine often is I'm productive or unproductive. And there's no real in-between most of the time. But what if some of my day I'm productive and some of it I'm not as productive. What if some days I'm a good mom and a bad mom sometimes? Putting that and in there just expands the whole thought instead of I'm a bad mom. I'm never going to be a good mom. When we get caught in that, it's so definitive. It's so the final word. It feels so true and it really limits us and there's no compassion there. Whereas I'm a good mom. And sometimes I'm a bad mom. It just gives more airtime to both sides of the story. I think about politicians. I've actually never in my life listened to a politician that I agreed with every single thing that he or she said. And so then my all or nothing thinking is always wondering, is that the person I want to vote for? Because I like this, but I don't like that. And can I have both? What I've come to realize is, can I accept that no politician, no political leader is ever going to totally speak to all of me? We're not going to match on every single thing. So could they be a good leader? 
and not a good leader in some ways? Yes. And can I still vote for them because the values that I hold tightest, they honor? And that's okay if not everything matches. It just, again, it doesn't keep me stuck in this indecision of who am I going to vote for because none of them are speaking my language. It just allows me to vote with some confidence, knowing it's okay. They're not the perfect match and that's okay. And let's face it, most of us feel like our husbands are good and bad. Now, of course, ideally, we want to believe that they are more good than bad, more of a good fit for us, more of a good partner but they aren't us. And most likely they have things about them that aren't necessarily the perfect fit for us, but that's okay. Can they be good? And sometimes not so good. Another way to help you get out of that all or nothing thinking is to start to embrace mistakes more, to look at them as learning opportunities instead of failures. I always love when people say, I'm either succeeding or learning, because That takes all of the negativity and the dread out of the experience that you're having. And I feel like it just shows us that there's a reason that we have the opportunity to repent when we make mistakes because God knew we were going to make mistakes. And if we just embrace the fact that, yes, I'm going to do this imperfectly, I'm going to make mistakes, I'm going to have some hard lessons that I'm going to learn, and it's all okay because God makes it right consecrates all things for my good, and I can try again. This is all part of the plan. And I also think it takes me back to the idea of B minus work. All or nothing thinking is it has to be A plus or I can't do it at all. But what could we create in the world if we were willing to fail and make some mistakes along the way and put out B minus work? Not perfect, but good enough. Another thing that can really help get over the all or nothing thinking is just the idea of what about some? Maybe I can't do it perfectly, but what about just some? It doesn't have to be all or nothing. It could just be some of it. So like when I think back to my facial regime, I really wanted to quit on it and just stop putting the lotion on my face until I finally decided, listen, when I shower, I'm going to wash my face. I'm going to wash my face anyways. So I'm going to use my face wash and wash my face and then I can use the toner and use the lotion. So if I shower at night, I use the night cream. And if I shower in the morning, I use the morning cream. And there's very rarely a day that I actually use the morning and the evening cream on the same day. But I figure some is better than none. So what about if some is better than nothing instead of the all or nothing thinking? Because if I at least do some cream on my face, some washing of my face, my skin is getting benefit from that, even if it's not twice a day. Same thing with fasting. If I accidentally have a drink of water because I forget I'm fasting, I can just start again. It's okay. I can just start again and be like, oh, I forgot. I'm just going to continue my fast. What about when you have a goal? Why can't you start again? The point of a daily goal or a goal that involves some kind of daily or weekly commitment is usually because you're trying to create a habit. A goal that you set to create a new habit in your life and teach yourself to be consistent with one thing is the reason for the goal. 
So maybe it's reading your scriptures or meditating or some other form of spiritual practice. Maybe it's exercise or spending time with a child. What you're trying to learn is consistency. That's the point. So that you can develop a habit and then that habit is going to help support an overall improvement in a certain area of your life. So the purpose of the goal is to learn to be consistent. That's the first thing the goal is for. But when we quit as soon as we aren't consistent, it's like we've set this goal to learn how to be consistent, but our all or nothing thinking tells us that we should actually be consistent already. And if we're not, we should just quit. We can't learn to be consistent without first being inconsistent and having to have the self-discipline to start over again and again and again. That's just how it works. But our all-or-nothing thinking wants us to just quit when the whole point of the goal is not to quit, is to learn to be consistent and show up again every time you fail. Same thing with our kids' weekly dates. We wanted to be consistent with them. We wanted to do it every week. We finally realized we're going to have interruptions. It's not going to happen perfectly. We want it to be consistent, but not perfect. So if each child ends up with one or two or three dates in a year, that's actually better than no dates at all. And I don't want to go to the nothing side of things and give them no dates at all. I remember with exercise, I had this ideal of 30 minutes of hard exercise. And of course, that does not sound appealing at all. But when I finally decided that some exercise was better than none, I found Beachbody's 10-minute trainer. And it changed my mind and my life forever, literally. It was the beginning of my learning to love exercise because a 10-minute workout, some a little harder than others, started to change how I thought about exercise because it was essentially telling me that to get in shape, I didn't have to spend a long amount of time or feel like I wanted to die. 10 minutes a day consistently, not perfectly, over time, it changed my body, it changed my energy, it changed my mind, and I got into better shape. The mind shift that that program provided me is the reason that I consistently exercise today and that I'm willing to actually exercise for longer than 30 minutes at a time because I just was willing to give up that all-or-nothing thinking around exercise. Celebrate your wins. I know I've talked about this before, but it is such a good practice for you if you're caught in all or nothing thinking because it forces you to find wins. If every day you forced yourself to define three wins that you had for the day, it might be totally uncomfortable, but it's going to give more airtime to the positive in your life than you're allowing right now. All or nothing thinking keeps you so focused on what you are not doing or how your kids are not living up to their potential, or how the weather is ruining your plans and your happiness. Taking time to focus on your wins, on the wins of others, on how everything's working out for you is so good for your brain. It may not feel believable at first. It may not be comfortable. But the more you just decide, I'm not a person who has all or nothing thinking, and if I want to be that person, I have to learn to give airtime to my other thoughts, it will change things for you. And remember, all or nothing thinking is just that, thoughts. And thoughts are always optional. 
They aren't the facts. Even though they feel that way, they are not facts. They are just what you choose to think about yourself and just what you choose to believe about yourself. So just start to be honest and remind yourself that you are choosing to believe this right now, but at any moment you could change your mind and you could choose to believe something completely different. I hope you have a great week. I hope that you will start to just give a little bit of room for the idea that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Start to use the and in some of your sentences, especially when you're being very critical of yourself or other people. Is it possible that you are good and sometimes not good instead of I'm just terrible? Is that possible? Can you give yourself the option to think about that? Hold on to the idea that some is better than none. Celebrate your wins. Celebrate when things go well and you do well. Be willing to make some mistakes. It's all good. You've got this. Have a good week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening today. If you like what you hear on the podcast and you'd like to learn more, feel free to head over to my website, jamelandstephancoaching.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at jamelandstephancoaching.